0: Go. Thank you, Leno. What is up, Ramblin' Raiders listeners? Welcome back to the podcast for episode 101 101. Super excited to be here in the studio with my co host. Before we get started, I'd like to give a shout out to this episode's sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Shane Bergeson with Stanfield Properties. If you are in the greater Houston area, I cannot stress this enough, and you need help finding the right home to fit your needs, our boy Shane Bergeson is the best realtor Houston has to offer. Shane has made a name for himself as the go-to guy for residential properties and has helped countless residents from Friendswood, Paraland, Shenandoah, Conroe, Galveston, and League City. You know, which wherever you're at, he'll find you and he will bless you and help you find the right home to suit your living situation. Whether you are looking to upgrade, downsize, relocate, or your forever home, Shane Bergeson will find the perfect match for you. I know Shane personally, as we have grown up together and remained very close over the years, I cannot think of anyone I would rather recommend than Shane when it comes to customer service and having the hardest of work ethics. I know when I decide to find my first home, which I could be in the market soon, I will be using Shane as my realtor. Sorry to all my other realtor friends. they just just not, just not as good as Shane is. Reach out to Shane on his direct line at 832-206-4495, or you can also email him at Shane, S-H-A-N-E, at Stanfield, S-T-A-N-F-I-E-L-D, properties.com. We at Ramblin' Raiders are proud to partner with Shane Bergeson. He's been sponsoring us for a long time. Tell him that the Ramblin' Raiders sent you and receive a 1% discount when buying or selling your next home. That is a great promotion, a great opportunity to save when trying to you know, get in the market and buy a house. Don't miss out on this opportunity to work with an amazing realtor and get the home of your dreams. And with that, ladies and gentlemen and all Red Raiders and podcast lovers alike, let's get on with the show. Listeners or for our watchers, this is the part where we uh, incorporate our just badass intro song that you know is so distinguishable and, and loved by many. <laughs> and uh, then we come in and I say, "Yo, what's going on? Good to be back on the podcast." As you can see, we're in the studio. We have uh, the course laid out for you tonight, and we're really excited to bring to you this you know this premium Texas Tech content with a laugh. Great episode in store for you tonight. We are powered by Guns Up Nation and a member of the Guns Up Nation network. If you haven't checked out everything that they do, go give it a look. They have great write-ups, you know, their website, all the other podcasts on the network uh, do great work, and we're excited to be partnered with Guns Up Nation. Tonight, we have a little bit of a different setup because we had a a fumble with the mics, a little, uh, you know, mishap, but we're, you know, not not too worried about it because we're going to, you know, bring everybody in. Uh, at some point or another But joining me right now I have my co-host, partner in crime The, the man who you know, has a plan with Ramblin' Raiders Media And that is Nick I love a good Texas Tech acronym, Thompson Nick, what's up, man?
1: Oh, no Is that, is that a reference to my tweet that uh, pissed a lot of people off? It
0: did piss a lot of people off And I was going to give you the opportunity here to, to talk a little bit more about it, man And just walk us yeah. through it Because I'll be perfectly honest I'm, a, I'm not a TT guy, but I'm an RR guy I'm cool with saying RR for Ramblin' Raiders.
1: Yeah, and honestly, I learned that from your dad,
0: RR. And, he, and he's one of the greatest Red Raiders of all time.
1: And we've tweeted it a few times with the RR in there uh, back in football season. But, yeah, there's a big debate. Uh, most people are against it. I don't really get why. I mean, a lot of people are being pretty snobby about it. When, uh, like, when
0: did Texas Tech fans <laughs> become so critical all of a sudden?
1: All the, I, We've always been very critical of the football team, I can tell you that. But, um, you know, Changing the acronym or, like, shortening the words Texas Tech, which, you know, it's not that hard to type, I, I agree, to TT is not such a big deal.
0: Well, on Twitter, you got to remember, if you're trying to fire off a, you know, well-thought-out and long tweet, you got to right. save characters, That's right? right.
1: That's right. You have to shorten things sometimes. And, you know, going with old TT, I guess the argument is TTU is even easier to do uh, r- r- rather than, you know, writing out Texas Tech. But Yeah uh you know i'm a big rr guy as well so yeah
0: i'll I'll admit i'm not if you're gonna do the tt i think it should it should be ttu like i i do agree just texas tech university ttu is easy enough but y'all quit hating and being so snobby all right we're not that school you know over over in the 512 man we're not austin texas we're not pretentious we're not a bunch of snobs and and you know uh fancy pants yeah it's okay. Like we don't have to be that snobby when it comes to the the RR acronym.
1: Let's just go against the grain on that one and you know throw a little RR action out there. See what kind of.
0: How many people do you think we are? Like we just lost as listeners now. Honestly, like, probably like one or two. Yeah. No, there were some people that were legit fired up about that. Um, and let me just say, there's there's a lot of other more pressing matters going on in life than the old uh, than Definitely. the old acronym. Definitely. Dilemma, but uh, we kid around. We're glad that y'all are interacting with us for good or for bad. It's always good to you know, see what's going on on the social medias in the Texas Tech community, which brings me to next part of our quick intro here, Nick Amundo, and that is our social media. If you haven't already, guys, rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Pod, Spotify, wherever you're listening to this content, we always appreciate it when you let us know how we're doing. So, you know, dropping a quick rating or review goes a long way. Hit that subscribe button where we have our, you know, podcast visually available on YouTube, and we're also working on a Twitch channel for yeah, everyone that's getting to you know watch us live in the studio, we're gonna incorporate that Twitch channel a little later on. Uh, come football season for some pregame analysis, a little postgame breakdown. Sure, we're gonna you know send some quick hitters y'all's way through Twitch, so get ready to subscribe to that channel. Our website, RamblinRaiders.com. That's right. I did not forget it after you know hundred episodes, man. Even though we, I think we brought it in around the middle, middle there, right? Or do we? Did we get oh, that website man. going early on?
1: No, it wasn't that early on, but it. Was, I think it was kind of middle a, of the pack. Yeah, it's probably like 40 or 50 episodes in
0: maybe. But, hey, you know, the, the URL, the, the name hasn't changed. Just com. quick and easy. Go check it out. We have our write-ups on there. Our episodes are downloadable from our website. We also have our apparel and merch line on there. 10% of all merch sales goes to our charity of the month, and we love, you know, giving back to good causes and trying to, you know, do right by this pod and spread some positivity. Sure. Some, yeah, pos- pod positivity yeah we like to spread some positivity here you know uh, my my dad jokes and pun game is just through the roof it elevates day by day I don't even know who I am anymore but you know you're gonna have to bear with me on that the positivity is going to be high on this episode and we're all about you know helping out any kind of charitable cause and, and you know good just outreach program that we can benefit so Buy some merch, guys. We're gonna to continue to try to improve that merch line, but we love helping others out and doing it through our outlet, Ramblin' Raiders podcast. The so that takes me to we're almost to look around campus, but really quick, I wanted to plug our tailgate promo, man. Sure. Do you do you want to talk a little bit about that, or do you want me to just
1: go ahead, man? Take it down.
0: You you you're kind of running it and,
1: and planning this. So I I want, I want to hear. This is me first. You know, the first time hearing it too. So, so. despite
0: NRG apparently just being really terrible about you know opening up tailgate spots at an appropriate time, at least to our knowledge. <laughs> a few months in advance. Yeah, we are planning on throwing a tailgate for the Houston-Texas Tech football game, which will be September 4th, right? Yep, September 4th. Got to get uh, Week one, baby. a little fact check on that. Yep, September 4th Week one. at NRG. Going to be a lot of fun. Really, a I mean, right out of the gate, a huge matchup for Texas Tech. We're, we're going to get into that here in a little bit in our kind of main you know, body content of this episode. But we're going to have a tailgate. We're offering three wristbands for free. We're giving them away, and it's going to be through a raffle. We also have – do we have those cards right up here? Or yeah. We'll just do them later. Yeah. Uh, we have player cards from Texas Tech greats, Texas Tech legends, that we're also going to be giving away through this raffle. The way to enter your name in the raffle is to go to our – and from this point on, we're just going to do latest post. We'll do that. Sure. You know, hell, really, it can be any post you want to do, but we prefer it be the latest post that we have. Tag five, either you know, podcast lovers that you you know you know they enjoy podcasts or they're huge Texas Tech fans. Tag them and let them know. You know, with a, a line saying, "Hey, follow, you know, rate, review, subscribe this podcast. I really enjoy the Ramblin' Raiders content." Tag five people. When you do that, we automatically enter your name and we'll DM you and let you know that you're you know you've been submitted. We're going to enter your name into our raffle for a chance, an opportunity to either win a player's card or uh, you know, a Red Raider playing card or a wristband to our tailgate, which is going to be really exciting, Nick. It's going to be a good time. We also mentioned in the last pod, if you want to tag, let's say, like six or seven people instead yeah. of five, we might throw your name in there twice so you have better odds and possibly a better chance of getting to join us Cheers, man. Join us as we drink and celebrate the start of a non-COVID football season. Mm. It's going to be the best of times. I can't wait. So, remember that, guys. At Tailgate Promo, tag five to six people on our latest Instagram post. Spread the knowledge. Share, you know, rambling Raiders to the world. That's right. Mainly Texas Tech community and, you know, just podcast listeners, sports uh, lovers. And we will – you know, give you a chance to win a wristband. Yeah. Uh, it's probably, I guess, the value that's probably going to be around 25, 30 bucks, depending on, um, you know, once we get all of our inventory figured out. But it's going to be free booze, free food, a lot of fun.
1: There you go. See you on September 4th.
0: See you on September 4th. Look around campus. I'm throwing this one straight to you, Nick. Let's, go. Let's break it down, man. We have a a star is born has been born in the Texas Tech track and field team. Tell us, tell our listeners a little bit about Ruth.
1: Yeah, the girl, our girl Ruth uh, completed her sweep of the NCAA Indoor and Outdoor Championships in the Triple Jump this past weekend. Um, you know, Earlier in the year, she had won the NCAA Indoor Championship, National Championship for Triple Jump, and she just completed the sweep mm-hmm. for the Outdoor Championships. I love track, man. They have indoors and outdoors. They can't get enough of this How, running
0: track and field. Yes. How pumped are you for the Olympics, man? Oh, the Olympics Ten, the, in July. The 2020 Olympics, just one year later. I can't wait.
1: Yeah, and I mean, with this triple jump win, uh, Ruth has already met the Olympic standard in both the triple jump and the long jump for this for this next uh, upcoming Olympic.
0: Dude, she's. Olympics. I mean, she is the definition of the gold standard. Yeah, and unfortunately, literally. yes, <laughs> <laughs> literally, she got gold four times.
1: Unfortunately, she's likely. Like probably a 95% chance, and this is all speculation, that she's going to be representing Nigeria in the Olympics, not the U.S. Although I wish she would, because uh, she's that, is that good. Jackson.
0: Is, is, is that? Oh, I'm assuming that's her she's own country. She's from Nigeria. She, okay, yeah. she came over. Okay, yeah. well, hey, look, doesn't matter what country she's representing. She's a Red Raider through and through. So we yeah. will support her no matter, you know. Who, you know, what, what flag is she rocking on her jersey? Yeah.
1: In addition to that, there's one other girl I want to highlight from this past weekend. Seasons Usual, she became the first female discus to medal from Texas Tech. In over a decade, I think the last time was 2009, Dang. we had a medalist in the girls'
0: discus. Big time. The women's discus. Would she get a, a bronze? So yeah, she got a bronze. Bronze, awesome. And, I mean, that's – congratulations, Seasons. That is amazing. Yeah. And uh, I know she also had a big meet at the big 12, I think tournament. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and did. so, uh, really proud. She's a stud too. I just want to emphasize what Nick's saying here. So y'all can, you know, paint a picture for, for all of our listeners. That's big 12 indoor, big, uh, NCAA indoor, big oh. 12 outdoor, NCAA yeah. outdoor. She yep. li- got gold four times. Yep. So, I mean, she quite, when they say quite literally, you know, runs the runs that, that event, that is exactly what they mean. She owns it. Mono- I mean, it's her monopoly, man. She, yeah. she is just the best there is, and we're super proud yeah. to have her rocking the double T.
1: And here at the Ramblin' Raiders podcast, we want to take it a step further. I have one more stat. She actually went a perfect 12-0 in all the competitions this year, starting with the Corky Classic in Lubbock. She went 12-0 in the triple jump competitions. The GOAT. GOAT.
0: One of them. Hey, you know what? I'll – do do they do player do they do uh, the player cards for track and field athletes? Possibly. I, I think we need to order one and uh, maybe try to get a get a signage working on that because I mean just an all-timer red raider athlete yeah. in Ruthusoro super yeah. proud.
1: And then one more well I got one I got another one hit, man. Hit
0: us again man. Hit me hit me one more time. Trey Culver
1: Texas Tech high jumper. I know that name. He's going to the uh, Olympic trials okay. for for the US. He's hit the standard, so he's been invited yeah. to the to the uh, Olympic trials. I think
0: I did see something about that former Red Raider great and brother of Jared Culver. Yep. Jared Culver.
1: Yeah, that's right, Jared Culver. Jared
0: t- t- Culver is, uh, yeah, no, he's a stud, and I'm glad to see he's going to the uh, the, tri- or the Olympic trials. The trials, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah and he needs he needs so, to place top three to make the team. The Hunger
0: Games of of trying to enter the Olympics. Dude,
1: basically, is I was watching the Olympic trials for the women's uh, swimming on Sunday, yesterday. We're recording it on Monday. Just hella competitive. Dude, it was, yeah. I can imagine, like, training your whole life, being, like, the, the stud of all studs on your team, going to the trials and finishing, like, like, eighth. Yeah. Because there's so many Olympic swimmers
0: that are in the U.S. Honestly, it's, it's got to be kind of like a shock to just your, like, ego. ego when, when yeah. You're, <laughs> yeah, when you're, when you're that good. Yeah. I mean, that's one reason the Olympics are so great is because you are literally watching the I mean people who have spent basically their entire lives yeah. training for this moment yeah. competing all around the world the best of the best yeah. in what they do nothing quite better than that. Hopefully man
1: the uh, the track olympic trials will take place June 18th uh, so starting this Friday through the 27th and then the El- Tokyo Olympics if they happen they're still in a state of emergency over there. Uh, Biden won't Co- send the COVID vaccines wise? over there yeah. But that I mean Why's we've not- been in a state of emergency for, since COVID started, yeah. you know, yeah. I think we just got out of it, but...
0: Biden doesn't want to share vaccines? Or want to share vaccines, man. He's saying that, that we don't have enough? Well, you know, you know what he's we doing? Have enough. You know what he's doing is he's testing them on the chickens while we can't get a, you know, honey barbecue chicken strip sandwich anymore. There's a the chicken shortage. There's a chicken shortage. He's yeah. testing them on the chickens and he's not Giving them where they're needed to Japan, so that we can enjoy yeah. our Olympic sports. I mean, Biden, yeah. come on, man, this, yeah. is, this is an easy one.
1: If they do happen though, the Olympics will take place July 23rd through August 8th. I can't
0: wait. Oh, so it is. So technically, it is still up in the air.
1: Yeah, no, it's still like happening as of now. But there's rumors that you know that Tokyo would cancel it, Japan yeah. would cancel it, just because like you're inviting every basically every country yeah. in the world to come to your country in the worldwide pandemic.
0: You're you're looking at a potential just like you're, COVID said, hot hotbed.
1: Your citizens, are, I mean, it could be like, yeah, I don't want to get into COVID. Yeah, yeah, no, no. We, it could happen.
0: Remember when we did the quarantine chronicles? We're, we're past those days, man. We're good. Oh, man, PTSD. The PTSD. Cheers to that. An- another one. Also, really quick before we get to this next um, part of our Look Around Campus, I want to give a huge thank you to everyone who submitted. And, and we didn't put this up for, you know, anyone to do. I, we we kind of texted around and felt it out. and you know, asked some people if, if they would be interested in helping us with a 100th F promo. And, the, you know, everyone, everyone who we asked delivered, and I'm just very thankful for everyone involved in that who submitted videos. You know, Tristan McGonigal over at the Talking Tech podcast sent us one that was really heartfelt and um, just extremely appreciated. You know, those, uh, those other Texas Tech podcasts work hard, and I know Talking Tech, you know, Stephen and Tristan, they uh, produce, gr- you know, just amazing content For all Red Raiders. If you haven't already, go rate, review, subscribe, you know, listen to their podcast because they do an amazing job and we are fortunate as a, you know, as a community for Red Raiders, uh, Texas Tech University to have so many young and up-and-comers and and people that are willing to take time out of their busy lives or maybe not so busy, I don't know, but take time out of their lives to, you know, get on the mics and try to really produce something influential and, and beneficial as far as you know statistics and, and analysis and breakdown of our our you know Texas Tech, tech athletics goes. So thank you Tristan. You know Nolan. I'm trying to remember everyone on there. We had uh, my buddy Logan, Ryan, Gator, Dez and Danny. Thank you all so much. And I can't forget the one and only Stanfield Properties, youngest and brightest Shane Bergson, sponsor of the podcast. And then shout out your your boy Ran. Ran. That's yeah. right not rain ran 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 if he's on the south ran, <laughs> ran yeah no dude i mean he, he kicked butt too everyone just did a great job and we're really thankful for everyone who's reached out and supported us y'all are awesome and we're going to keep doing this because you know everyone makes it worth it so hell yeah ttu basketball nick kind of some big news coming big, out of the program yesterday big dude.
1: news another polished Pe- uh transfer hey big in.
0: news and a big guy
1: He's a big guy. Big
0: dude. He's a big dude. Bryson Williams from UTEP. Real quick before I let I think Nick's got a little bit more in depth. Possibly.
1: Stop checking out my notes, man.
0: Yeah. Uh in-depth analysis. But I'll just say 6'8 forward. He guy averaged 15 points and seven boards, yeah. you know, per game over the last two seasons. You know, he will make an instant impact. From the the tape I'm seeing on Twitter and and kind of looking back at what he's done. I know everyone says, hey, you it's UTEP, right? It's lesser competition. This guy was you know gotten some foul trouble against Kansas. I believe that was last year. Was on his way to dropping a 30 piece. He I don't know what he brings defensively, but he's tall, he's 6-8, he's exp- he has explosive offensive capabilities. Yeah. I like his size. He, appear- he appears to play physical, and the biggest thing is he's technical. I mean, he's like he's got that YMCA silky smooth pump fake and pivot down low. He gets guys in the air. He will come in and make an instant impact. Probably yeah. I mean, I you know, might be a starter. I would assume has a very good chance at starting. And the other thing I'll just say real quick, Nick, is somebody over in, uh, in the 5-1-2 was really pushing for him. That's right. The Texas Longhorns wanted him bad, and he chose wisely, not poorly, for anyone who watches <laughs> How I Met Your Mother. He chose wisely to play in front of the best fans in college basketball, the Raider Riot, Red Raider Faithful. Ramblin' Raiders listeners. All <laughs> of them, baby. Yeah, I know. Shameless plug. We've got to lump ourselves in there. He made the right call, and yeah. he is a, he's going to be a huge staple for this team next year. I love the roster. Yeah,
1: huge win in recruiting for, uh, for TT there, for the RRs. <laughs> uh, the the, the, t- the, the TT RRs. <laughs> it was funny. He was projected to follow his, his coach, Rodney Terry, to Texas, who's now at Texas. And it's because he's from Fresno, right? He went to Fresno State, mm-hmm. followed Coach Terry to UTEP who then coach Terry's now at Texas and everyone was saying he was going to Texas. He was a lock huge recruit, uh, not so fat for Mr. Mark Adams, coach Mark Adams. And, and we'll get into this in a minute, but the, uh, the Texas tech alumni association event, the Red Raider club event in Houston, coach Adams, coach Adams was supposed to be there, but he was out on the recruiting trail. That was when Bryson came to Lubbock and was having a campus visit, earned the spot there. He got the see- commit right yeah. there. He
0: was sealing the deal. He
1: was. He was. And, you know, you say something about his defense. You don't really know much about it. He himself said, you know, he's proved himself offensively. Uh, but he wanted the challenge to become better in defense because he has some pro looks. He might be in the draft next year. Yeah. He, he's getting some, um, some look. He, he's going to be a prospect for the NBA. And so he wanted to be more well-rounded and come to Texas Tech, learn from Coach, uh, Coach Adams and the rest of the bunch,
0: You wanted to learn from the mad scientist on D.
1: He really did. And, uh, you know, I'm hearing rumors that, yes, he could possibly start even over Santo Silva, uh, you know, right alongside Mr. Daniel. Uh, But he's being compared to T.J. Holyfield, and we're hoping that he can be what T.J. Holyfield kind of didn't pan out out to to, be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, Holyfield
0: worked hard and will always be a Red Raider. Um, Another
1: very fundamental guy. Yeah, fundamental guy. I mean, he played hard.
0: He had good games. But I think the hype coming in, you know, they kind of – you know, raise that bar a little bit too high. And from from the initial tape I'm seeing on Bryson Williams, I think he's going to be everything we hope for him more. He just looks like a big body, yeah. and I love his knack around the rim. He knows how to facilitate, and he has just that polished. You know, he, he's you know, another good thing about the transfer portal, you get guys that are older, experienced, That's tenured, right. He's polished around the rim.
1: Yeah, he's got one more year of eligibility uh, coming in as a grad transfer.
0: And all we need is Uno Mas, baby. Uno Mas. That's it, man. So we're super excited for Bryson Williams. And, you know, he's going to do big things. Sorry, I'm getting a little lost here. Uh, Bryson Williams, yeah, he's going to do big things at Texas Tech. Sky's the limit for that young man. Congrats on, you know, choosing the right school and not playing for, you know, uh, someone with – a lack of integrity and morals. Like, Bryson Williams comes off as a guy of, of high, you know, integrity. Yeah. And he chose the place that embodies that he and wants, honestly projects it.
1: He wants a true basketball culture, and he's going to get the culture here at Texas Tech. Not,
0: not just a lion, you know, snake in the tall grass. Y'all hear that? All right, here we go, baby. We're on to the main body content. Also, I should probably say Hot Takes with Laney Cakes is going to be joining us here in a minute, and we're going to have to reconfigure it. Yeah, we're going to rearrange here and just kind of do a little split mic time. You know, Nick's been working so hard in the real estate realm that, uh, you know, he he just decided that tonight we were going to do two mics instead of three. It slipped my mind, man. We got
1: video components now, and I got to travel with the video components. I I forgot the most important thing, which is the microphone.
0: I I can't even really give Nick – you know, I was going to try to, like, bust his balls a little bit, and I, I can't even do it because I'm pretty sure I have done this exact same thing. Maybe more than once. Eh, you're, know,
1: you're, pretty, you're pretty, perfect, Jackson.
0: Thank you, man. You're I, I, I do what I can. It's all, it's all, what do I say. put it a into, day's work. it's all put into this <laughs> podcast. Any, any goodness in me is just all absorbed by the pod. I'd hope so. That's it. And here we go, man. So let's talk about the main body content. Oh, Nate. man. TTU baseball T- summer, summer, summertime <laughs> sadness. Do you mean TT baseball? Sorry, TT Baseball <laughs> and meeting Matt Wells at the, uh, the Red Raider. Red Raider. It's on, I know it's on my hat. Texas Tech Alumni Association, Houston Happy Hour. So, let's start off with TT Baseball, man. Okay. We're, we're losing listeners by, <laughs> by, by the second. Texas oh, Tech Baseball had, you know, despite a great run this season and really battling through a bunch of adversity – just came up short and unfortunately ran into a red hot Stanford team. I mean, yeah, I was at the beach with my lovely fiance, hanging out with um, her, and it was really unfortunate because me and her brother had kind of gotten into a little, um, you know, mm-hmm. was it like a little qu- uh, Coral. Qu- quabble. quarrel? Yeah, It's a squabble maybe. Is that it? Squabble, squab. Maybe. Yeah, I
1: don't know. A doesn't so- coral a doesn't Coral does A quarrel,
0: right? You know, a little. Uh, we were, we were, you know, a little uh, squabble. We'll go with that. I'll fact check that later. But, no, we were just joking around and kind of, you know, he he wasn't respecting how great Texas Tech baseball has been in the last five years. We've clearly – I would argue with anybody, we've dominated the the state of Texas in our productivity. Now, Texas is having a great year. I won't lie or, you know, um, neglect that fact. But Texas Tech baseball has been the powerhouse in the state of Texas. I would even argue it's really probably been Tech and TCU have been kind of the powerhouses, Tech being very solid, you know, a&M comes in, poaches TCU's coach. Because what's the philosophy of A&M and UT? If you can't beat them, try to buy them out. Because, you know, you can't cultivate success on your own, so you've got to go buy somebody else's. Sounds about right. But, you know, so I, you know, I'm talking some trash, some friendly back and forth in this, uh, this, this squabble and, and this, you know, kind of just lighthearted uh, uh, argument. And then what does Texas Tech do to, to support my trash talking? They just absolutely – Sorry, pardon my language. Shit the bed, um, against the Cardinals. Wait, is it is it Stanford Cardinals or Cardinal? Cardinal. That's right. How come their mascot's a tree then?
1: <laughs> California. That's that why. is like
0: they are taking shrooms out there or something. Because now I'm just starting. Oh, maybe like a cardinal because it it rests in the tree. Oh, yeah, that sounds about right. Are they? Are we sure they're the Cardinals? Woodpeckers, maybe. Like they're the wildfires. The wildfires. I don't know. So despite them just being completely confused on their mascot, calling themselves the the Cardinal, Stanford Cardinal, but having a tree as the mascot. Their Dude, their baseball team, first off, I forgot his name. You, I know you watch more than me, Nick. That pitcher on day one, dude is a witch on the mound, man. He's doing some – he's got some he's witch – He's a witch on the mound. Yeah, he's got – I mean by that is it's, it's some straight-up witchcraft. I mean, he was uh, having guys, you know, swinging and missing and yeah. dipping and do, ducking and dodging, and he was k us left and right – Whoever draws them in the first round, which I guess it would be NC State, right? Because because we would have played Arkansas Shoot, if they would have yeah. won. Yeah, I I pity the team who has to draw that that witchy man on on the mound first game in Omaha because he is a beast and yeah. probably one of the best pitchers left in in you know the the tournament right now.
1: Yeah, Brendan Beck is who he's talking about. Nine and one on the season. I'm just gonna read some stats. Witchy. Thirteen strikeouts in that game one. Witchy dude, I'm 30. telling you. <laughs> I'm, I'm,
0: stay, I'm staying with that.
1: There's a lot of weird analogies and like sayings in baseball, but I think you just created another weird one there, Jackson. But he went seven in a third innings against the Red Raiders, gave up six hits, two earned runs, thirteen strikeouts. He did have us ducking and dipping and diving. It was it was
0: some paranormal activity, dude. Yeah, we couldn't sniff his jock strap. Yeah, dude. nothing. No, he was a beast. And then, I mean, it doesn't help when to accompany that they were just cranking us dude i mean bats yeah. were super hot
1: yeah i mean you go down 4-0 in the first top of the first inning stanford cardinal trees, cardinal trees. They, they they went and hit four they they had scored four runs in the first yeah. inning you know it's hard to come come by runs at that point yeah. and you we're, know we didn't score our first run until the fourth inning so. really
0: got after hampton quick
1: yeah they were just like you said red hot coming in uh you know a lot of people were saying that tech shouldn't have been a top eight seed in a host of, uh, you know, a nationally ranked team. Like, like for, a, for a super region. We yeah. were unfairly ranked at eight uh, going into the tournament. And, uh, you know, it kind of may, might have showed here. Yeah. You know, with Stanford, might have they might have deserved to be in the top eight after this weekend. And we'll see how they do in the in the College World Series. But I know Notre Dame
0: cool. was still playing to get in. I mean, they were in a very tight, tight yeah. matchup. We but also
1: had three errors in that game, too. Yeah. Like, that didn't help out at all. I mean,
0: Tech, not only was Stanford, you know, just playing lights out, but we also did not. Really show up and play our best baseball either. We
1: didn't. No, we, we shit the
0: bed. The diamond was yeah. The diamond wasn't friendly to us. So bottom line is, I don't want to go too in depth. I mean, you you just laid some stats on us there, Nick. He had what 13 Ks. I mean, what do we lose? The, the first one was like what 18 or how many runs did they score again? Uh, Fifteen and three. Fifteen to three. Yeah. I stopped I'm not gonna lie. Uh, back real quick to you know whenever I was you know, talking a little friendly a little friendly trash talk with my soon to be brother in law because you know I was surrounded by Aggies. I got to the point where I had to turn it off because I was I just couldn't continue to watch it in that environment. If I was with the Ramblin' Raiders, we would have saw it to the bitter end, but surrounded yeah. by ags, I couldn't do it. And then the second day, it got you know, I, I got I started getting superstitious myself. I'm talking about all this, these witchy vibes and whatnot. Maybe I'm just watching too many scary movies lately. I started getting superstitious myself and I Stopped watching after the second inning because I thought I was bad luck. And then we had bases loaded. I think it was in the – no, not loaded, sorry. Two on, first and second, no outs, maybe third or fourth inning. And I did a quick peep, you know, checked it out, put it down, come back to it. Apparently the next three batters, one, two, three, out.
1: Yeah, and you're talking about the second game, right? Second game, yeah, yeah, and that in Cal Conley, our starting shortstop, got sick or was hungover or something before the game. No, seriously. No, yeah. And Actually, there were
0: rumors that there was some uh, <laughs> some some nighttime activities going
1: on at Logies, yeah, and uh, don't get out of Logies for super regional. I think he was really just sick. Uh, we'll we'll say that just for, for his image, but <laughs> um, protect yeah, the players, he, baby, protect the players. He came in in that scenario to pinch hit because he didn't start, and he came in to pinch hit, and then. He hit a, a little pop up to the catcher, like the worst possible, like momentum killer. Yeah. Um, you know, you can't blame the guy, but unless he was out the night before, but you know, it was just all the wind got taken out. You could tell the fans were getting chirpy at that point; they were getting loud. Oh, the, the st- momentum Stanford? was changing. No, oh no, the tech ours, fans. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, man, it just like took the wind out of our sails, and you know, it was hard to come back from that.
0: All in all, so let's let's. And by the way, we we still that was not like a a slight of Cal Conley. Like we still endorse oh, the young uh, man. He's a badass, and hey, if you, if you go to Logies and come back the next day and crank some homers, I'm here for it. I mean, it's the baseball way. I, I'm I'm here for it, brother. So bottom line is this, guys. We ran into a a, you know, a very good Stanford team who's going to go on, and you know, as Nick said, the Stanford uh, Tree Cardinals. That you know they're going to go on and do well, and probably see some success in Omaha. Despite all that, dude, and being dominated in our own sub-regional, it, to me it's almost impossible to look at this season as less than a major success. It's stellar. When you look at everything that we had to go through to get to this point. Yeah. Um, let me just, you know, talk about – because I have a – a you know, I was looking some got stuff a up I got uh, a little screenshot. I mean, look, we had injuries to, you know uh, – Noisy went out early in the year. Yeah, Dylan Noisy. Dylan Noisy, one of our best players from last year, obviously, and also Wilson, who came back in the you know playoffs for us. Came back in the in the regional, super regional, maybe a little bit before that. Playoffs. Yeah is, is that is that, what, is that what y'all call it in, in baseball in the diamond?
1: Uh, college baseball, i call it postseason. Postseason. I want to say playoffs, but
0: it's a tournament. A little postseason playoff baseball game, uh, and you know it it. So we got him back late, but obviously that was a hindrance for us. All Wait, year. Who, who was that? That was Wilson.
1: Okay, yeah, Kurt Wilson. Yeah, yeah Kurt Wilson, who also
0: had a huge F up uh, at the end of that game, I think. Or no, 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 maybe it was in the middle where we were just talking about where he just, like, went down. Okay, never mind, I think it was what we were just talking about, where he went down looking and, like, just not, not really protecting the play. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah, totally right. uh, yeah, that was tough, man. But, again, a guy, he's done amazing for us in the past. I mean, he got us to Omaha in 2019. Yeah, great home u- state. great utility player. I mean, so, look, we just had a bad weekend. We had an off weekend. It's tough. But bottom line is, dude, those two injuries and then losing not one, not two, but three really key components, key pitchers in this lineup, you know, at throughout various points of the season. Well, you could
1: say really four, too.
0: Yeah. I mean, our arms, our arms were beat up, and, and what Tim Tadlock was able to do by getting us to a super, hosting a super, yeah. and going this late in the postseason, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know baseball <laughs> atmosphere, there you go. playoffs, um, playoffs. It was uh, what Nolan say in our hype video. It's a palooza, you know. I mean, it, it's it. It's got to be stated that this program's in great hands, and you can't. Oh. I mean, Texas Tech fans, this is when you know we are, really are becoming like we're on a whole new level of of, of being competitive and dominance in our in our respected sports besides football because you got fans after a super regional com- i mean that are like have this elitist attitude complaining i mean saying for real i can't believe you know this is trash oh, no, no, this and that and that the fact so basically now the standard is going to omaha and when we don't go to omaha our fans are extremely upset about it that should tell you the state of this baseball program and nick just where we're at right yeah. now it's uh it's exciting time for texas tech baseball
1: yeah and, and honestly like and we did have a lot of injuries this year, but I don't want to like use that as a crutch for the season because we still had a great season. Uh, Tim Tadlock is, is recruiting so well that we're deep and we have these guys that can step up and that want to earn to play. They want to play to earn this, you know, PT, yeah. but yeah, we made the equivalent of a sweet 16 in the NCAA tournament for basketball, you know, hosting a super regional hosted a regional. Uh, we locked up Tadlock for a, a lifetime contract, a rolling contract, you know, we had some fun along the way. We had big series wins against Texas on the road. TCU. TCU, Oklahoma State. We took two out of three out of all of those series. Yeah. It was fun. You know, we finished third place in the Big 12. Another great season, 14-10. It was, and,
0: and I think Tech fans need to check themselves when, and realize that the fact that our now standard, when people are getting upset that we don't go to Omaha every year, yeah. your program's dominant, and yeah. you're in a place where you are competing at the highest level year in and year out.
1: Yeah, nothing to complain about here for me.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, as. All right, well, we got some massive trouble in the studio. Technological difficulties left and right. Struggle City, trouble on Easy Street, whatever you want to call it. But hey, look, we got Cheez Its. Got some Cheez Its. We got Cheez Its. Nick still got a semi cold Michelob Ultra. I poured myself up another fat gin. We're back on here. If you were watching visually, I hope you switched over to the audio because our camera is down for the count. I think we're looking to get her into that thing, huh, Nick?
1: Oh, we're gonna return it to Amazon immediately and Tell just us, say someone like ruined the package. Yeah, ruined the package. Or we're something. saying
0: our deliver tampered with our our product because it is not working well. Where were we though? Basically saying that you know Tim Tadlock has his program in the right place. He's he's you know has us at the pinnacle and at the helm with him at the helm. This team will be competing to go to Omaha and win the Big Twelve every year. I don't know if I said that earlier, but like I said, we got a little mix mixed up uh, because of some technical issues so I apologize. We're gonna be competing at the highest level every single year because our coach is amazing. We have him on the rolling contract. It's important to remember that for Texas Tech fans and it's also important to remember that Tadlock is relatively young too, Nick. We were talking about that earlier. Again I don't know I don't know if this is repeating repetitive if y'all have already heard this but he's in his fifties. I think I think he like just turned 50. I mean he is pretty young and um, you know, doing really well, good, like really well health wise. You know, yeah. like, like he's gonna live a long, healthy life. Yeah,
1: I mean, those and, baseball coaches—they go well into their seventies.
0: Yeah, they coach like into late seventies. I mean, all he likes to do is fish and chill out. So, and and you know, watch his team make deep runs in the playoffs. So and recruit. And that's right, and recruit. So look, man, you know, let let give Tim Tadlock some time to go sit out on the lake, ponder it, maybe throw a lip in, and catch, <laughs> catch him a big bass. Uh, big Mouth Bass, and he'll be right back in there wheeling and dealing for next year. He's got guys coming in like Dylan Maxey, badass out of Friendswood, Texas. I mean, he's going to be a major, major prospect coming in for us. And then Cameron – what was the last name? Colley. Colley. Cameron Colley, he was on the team that knocked out Lane and I's alma mater, Friendswood. We went and watched him play. He plays for Barbers Hill. Dude's an absolute wall. Uh, just a big wall at shorts. Oh, he's actually kind of a, you know, smaller in stature, in stature but he's he's lightning quick, and he is, um, you know, just a major stop right there at shortstop, a wall right there, and, and gets it done, guns people down. He hit a homer, cranked one. They were pitching him around him, uh, pitching around him. He is high on a lot of draft boards. Honestly, we might be lucky to even get him to tech because he could go straight to the MLB. Absolute beast. Long story short, Tim Tadlock is recruiting at the highest level. The future is bright on the diamond. We're shining like a bunch of diamonds. That's right. And we're looking forward to, if you're a Texas Tech baseball fan, we are in good hands. We're going to run this state for a long time. Let's move on, Nick. Let's do it. To the Texas Tech Alumni Association Happy Hour that you and I and our boy Pat got to attend last Wednesday Or was it Tuesday? I can't remember. That was last Wednesday. I believe it was. Yeah, it was Lane's birthday, actually. Lane couldn't make it because he was too busy having birthday festivities. But, you know, we wish he could have been there as well. We had a great time, man. We got to talk to Kirby Hoka. You know, or I say we, Nick, had, got to have an intimate conversation with Kirby. Real, Real intimate. Very intimate. I mean, we're talking faces three, you know, two three inches away from one another. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, they were talking beyond verified. It wasn't weird at all. It was just a great conversation about the new Texas Tech program. We also got to talk to Matt Wells and and give him a, a, a Ramblin' Raiders business card. Dare I say we have a new listener, Nick? Dude. Or maybe, think, or maybe a new enemy. I think he liked us. I mean, he looked at me and he's like, you remind me a lot of, oh God, what's his name? Damn uh, it, what's that reporter that always like shits on him? oh <laughs> oh my god Don Don, Don yeah <laughs> he, he looked he looked at me and goes are you don't tell me you're related to Don Williams you give me a real Don vibe right now <laughs> Dude, you should have brought that up actually yeah I should have been like dude honestly like if you were anywhere close to as competitive as you are in an interview with Don like this team would be going to big 12 championship every year man because that's like one of the greatest right now they're saying that's one of the greatest rival rivalries on the West Texas plane is Don Williams versus Um, Matt Matt Wells Wells. but all right all jokes aside no I'm gonna kind of start off with this part of our main body content Matt Wells I have to admit man you know we I think we've been very fair of our you know critiques of Matt Wells and, and throughout this process saying we like him as a person he says the right things seems to be a player's coach but has a lot of questionable calls you know he's recruited well out of the transfer portal and got some studs coming in and so he does a lot of things right but it's it boils down to X's and O's, man. I mean, it boils down to the strategy and getting wins on the board. And so I think we've been fair in our criticism, but I'll, I'll I'll admit this, man. It's hard not to like Matt Wells after meeting him in person. He's got a good sense of humor. Nick was just sassing him left and right. He handled everything we threw at him. And honestly, I'm really rooting for the guy, man. I do like him. I, I want him to be successful and do well. Um, he, he he worked. I mean, he worked the room. He was you know joking around, with people, kind of you know livening up the the atmosphere, and he yeah. did a good job of that. Yeah. We just want to see it you know uh, culminate to wins on the field, and and we hope that that happens. But I I mean it's hard not to like the guy when you meet him. So Matt Wells, you're you're all right in my book, man.
1: On a scale of one to ten, you know how sassy was I with Matt
0: Wells? So at first it was kind of playful, and then there was a moment where I thought he, Matt Wells kind of joked back and opened up the door for Nick to just be like I'm kidding coach and and true like you know few drinks in Nick fashion he doubles down and goes no no yeah I'm serious and Matt Wells kind of got shook for a bit but then he responded well and we gave him a business card and he goes y'all better top me up on the podcast here we are and he kind of looked at us and was like no no seriously guys like See, Todd, like, please, <laughs> please, like, you know, talk t- me up on there. But uh, no, it was cool, man. Um, I'll say this. I enjoyed his philo- – I really enjoyed when he got up and spoke briefly. His philosophy on having a player-led locker room. Now, that's not the same thing, and he he stated this very clearly. That's not the same same thing as a player-ran locker room or a player-ran team you know, there's there's leadership and there's there's those that infrastructure in place that the coaches provide yeah. to to cultivate success. But I liked his mentality and, and like I said earlier, philosophy on the fact that he likes to get guys in his program from a young age that learn the process. And he he harped on um our t- new tight end, Tharp, no Tharp, yeah. Mason Tharp, is that right? Mason yeah. Tharp and on Um Baron Morton. I mean, he talked about these guys. He goes, they come in and they're already doing the little things right. They're already buying into our culture, buying into our program. And he goes, we, are, you know, we, we have some sophomores now, some juniors that have been leaders on the field, leaders in that locker room. And he goes, when you have a team, and I would honestly, as much as I really despise Chris Beard, I would say the 2019 National Championship basketball team embodied this to a T. Because Beard said, after we lost the National Championship game, that next morning for our team meeting, team breakfast, He goes, not a single guy came in late. Everyone showed up on time. They showed up with their equipment, with their notepads, whatever. And they were dedicated to the process, to the culture. And that breeds success. And so I love when he talks about having his players leading that locker room, motivating the younger guys. Older guys motivating younger guys. Younger guys looking up to senior leaders and saying, hey, what do we do? Let's get in here and work hard. Do this, do that. Um, I'm excited. You know. Last the last two seasons we've we've gotten burned and, and I mean last season we didn't predict us to do very well at all. In fact, I would say we were pretty pessimistic on the podcast about our our you know outlook for the season and our future success, uh or the potential of future success. But I'll say this, man, I'm really excited. I, I do think Matt Wells is trying at least. I won't I don't know if it's gonna be successful or not, but I believe he believes in what he's doing. He's trying to implement that successful, you know, culture and identity in Texas Tech football. And I'm excited for this season, man. I think that locker room's got a good buzz in there. There's a lot of talent on this roster. And uh Matt Wells was saying, like, we gotta show out, dude. Yeah. You gotta come through, show out at NRG and let's get this season off to a good foot and turn the ship around. Right the ship. Right. Um for, for you know Texas Tech football.
1: Yeah, I mean the event was an overall fun experience. I left thinking about how excited I was for this football for this football team and you know, I don't want to get too high or too low on them. Uh, I'm going to stay pretty neutral on them coming into the season. But, you know, I want to see what they can do. Like, Wells was talking a little bit about the roster uh, during a QA and a session. And man, I'm, I'm ready for our tailgate. I'm ready for football to come start in Houston. It starts in Houston. This was, you know, a little bit of a pep rally kind of event, you know, for the fans in Houston and the donors, the big donors that they have down here. And uh, man, Kirby and Matt Wells, they know how to they know how to work a room, man. They're personable guys. They, are. they look you in the eyes. they they listen to what you're saying. They shake your uh, hand just
0: firm enough, not too
2: hard, but <laughs> just, just the right amount of grip.
1: Just firm enough. And you know, honestly, they seemed kind of more into it than like some of the fan like people that were there were into it, you know, having conversations yeah. with you. No, I mean,
0: Wells was like really getting after it and like, you know, going to all the groups and answering questions. I-, I was very impressed with their demeanor throughout the entirety of that.
1: yeah, and I get it. They're there to like promote the team and and promote the Houston market. Uh, but and helped kind of get the excitement started for that U of H game. And there's other donors there, of course, too. But, um, you know, they want to build that tech presence down in Houston more with the majority. I think Kirby had said the majority of undergrads at Tech now are from Houston area.
0: That was me. My next point, dude, I'm glad you just brought that up because I wanted to talk. You know, we talked about Matt Wells really quickly on Kirby you know, uh, he emphasized marketing in the Houston area. And I thought that was a pretty wild stat considering DFW, I consider to be our kind of biggest hotbed for alumni. He said, as of right now, there are more students from Harris County, you know, all over the, from the Houston area than any other county and place in Texas. Majority of students come from Houston, Texas. And he was saying that they really want to prioritize marketing and appealing more to our Houston fan base, you know, those Houston residents and get them involved in promotions and fundraising and going to games and being that support system that you know that they want it to be out of the Houston area. So I mean how how important will it be man for a good showing? I think it's it's going to really set the tone if we can pack out in our uh you know really have a good showing cuz Houston's going to come through. Dude, they always do yeah. at NRG. You saw what they did against Houston a couple years ago. They had a I mean obviously the you know game not on the same scale as it was for U of H Houston, however many years ago that was. But they they came prepared, so we got to have Texas Tech alumni, you know, show out to this game, be loud, be a little tipsy, and support your, you know, uh, the Ramblin' Raiders for one, <laughs> but support the Red Raiders, the RRs, TTURRs The TTRRs <laughs> rs at the game, man. I'll just yeah leave it with, you know, never forget when, also when Nick punked Matt Wells, on accident, trying to ask about Beyond Verified, and uh, and Wells was like, "Dude, I was ready to answer literally any question but that one." <laughs> and it was the first question out of the gate. Nick raised his hand and tried to ask him just a you know a little softball one about Beyond Verified.
1: Yeah, I thought it'd be a good warm up question for him, but he, he had I mean, a pretty played, good response. He uh, played it off uh, to yeah. Kirby, who you know happened to go to the bathroom or something, wasn't in the room at the moment. Yeah. You know, but the thing that I loved about that was good sense after, of humor. After the Q and session, Kirby made it a point to come up to Pat and myself and actually speak to us about the Beyond Verified program. Uh, and so, what did you point, say? Like, it, it's legit. Oh, he says it's legit. It's just a way for um, you know Texas Tech stu- uh, student athletes to uh, benefit and learn and be educated about the process of like growing your personal brand, Marketing and yourself. your name, image, likeness, and actually to that point, uh, I just saw a a tweet that Governor Greg Abbott has signed into, into law the Senate bill allowing college athletes in Texas to profit off their name, image, and likeness.
0: So it's a done deal, and we're ahead of the curve, dude. Yeah, Texas right. Tech's out there ahead of the curve, getting yeah. after it, yeah. putting their student-athletes in a, in a position to succeed.
1: Yeah, it's, it's you know thanks to Kirby and, and the rest of the admins up there. And I made it a point before Kirby stopped talking to us to thank him and, and to tell him I think he's doing a hell of a job with, with the program.
0: And and just very nonchalantly, almost pickpocket like slip a business card in his pocket.
1: I didn't I don't know why I didn't give him business card, but I gave him Matt Wells business card. All I know so. is
0: Matt Wells looked at that card and looked up at us three and I saw some fear in his eyes and he goes, Wait, you guys are rambling raiders? He goes, Look, man, it's not my fault I double logo, okay? He goes, Get off my ass, get off my back. It's not my fault. He goes, Nick actually asked him about the double logo thing too, and he goes, Dude, that's all our equipment guy gives me. Everything's got Texas Tech on it. And then Nick tried to ask him, which I also thought was a funny response about, "Well, are you not like a visor guy? Can you not rock a visor with the double team? He goes, "I used to," but he goes, "Have you seen my head?" And he just dipped, he just dipped his head down, and showed his bald yeah. spot, and he goes, "I can't." He goes, "I, I can't be showing that thing off." My family <laughs> roasts me about it all the time. So yeah, that was a funny moment yeah it was good man it was fun meeting them it was a great event a lot of great TTU alumni there TT, uh, TT alumni there <laughs> I'm, uh, No, I'm not giving into the TT I'll give into the RR but it is TTU uh, when you're using the acronym but let's talk about baseball. That's a, that's a TTRR baseball team but uh, it was fun man it was a good event and, yeah. we, and we got we handed out a lot of business cards got to spread our brand our image. Our, our likeness, likeness. <laughs> our likeness, and we benefited off that. Just kidding, if you guys want to donate to us, that'd be tight. like so we can so we can like monetize our uh, likeness as well. But cool, man, that was it. I think we're ready now. <laughs> you know, we hope you all enjoyed our main body content. We're about to get into our hot, hot takes, takes
2: with laney Cakes Sometimes I had too many beers, which I gladly do, and which I fully embrace automatic still is I liked beer I still like beer automatic still is but I did not drink beer to the point of blacking out when I was in town I spent much of my time working out lifting weights too many beers automatic still is sometimes I had too many beers which I gladly do and which I fully embrace working out automatic Blacking out automatic Catholic all girls schools automatic still is.
0: All right, so now I am here with our hot take specialist who also just informed me, just just for clarification purposes. I mean, y'all are all like avid sports fans, so you guys figured this out a lot quicker than Lane, but I was referring. To the same thing that, that we're involved in. I think it used to be the Advocare. It might still be the Advocare Classic or whatever. But that's what we're we're playing at NRG against Houston. I'm talking about Houston played against Oklahoma. I believe this was 2016, maybe 16 or 17. But they, they kicked OU's ass and their fans turned out. So y'all got to come to our tailgate and show out in droves, show out in uh, just in full force. So that we can have, you know, so that we can show that Texas Tech dominates the the Houston area when it comes to our alumni base. But thank, uh, luckily I had hot takes here to help me correct that in case y'all were wondering when I was talking about, you know, the U of H Cougars playing the Houston Cougars. Uh, now you know it was it was the Oklahoma Sooners. Here we are with our hot take specialist, Lane, the country of Spain and everyone that lives there and is a resident is dead to me, Griffon. Lane, <laughs> That's a fact. Lane, hey.
2: what's up? They single handedly ruined a five team parlay that won four out of five. So, uh, Spain sucks. Their country sucks. Yeah, every, their Spanish food is, Spanish food is butt I mean, now. Yeah. I don't, they're public enemy number one. I am with Lane. I watched that one. And, I mean, the disrespect. A zero zero draw, really? I mean, come on. To not be able
0: to help finish a five team parlay when you're the heavy favorite, that's, that's just ass. And you, I sh- mean, as they say in soccer, nil nil, what a joke! You should be ashamed of yourself. So, just Spain in general, be ashamed. So, here we are, and we are excited for today's hot take segment. You know, we, we talked earlier, it's been kind of a, a wild night for the Ramblin' Raiders. Uh, you know, it'll go down as one of our, dar- our darkest recordings in uh, history of the pod. We, we forgot one mic, and so you know, Nick's hopping off and allowing Lane to get on, but you know, Nick. Enjoy those cheez-hits and feel free to chime in, buddy. I mean, you can still be heard since That's true. Uh, since we also lost a cord to our mixer and we were just sitting here gathered around the computer screen and uh you know, kind of like you would around the campfire, just telling some stories right now. Or getting, maybe
2: like you would with Laney's uh locks pod. That's right, Laney's is locks how we did it.
0: And just like the campfire like was hot, like these are the hottest of takes on uh hot takes with Laney Cake segment. So here we go, dude. We're talking potential expansion for college football playoffs. What we like about it, maybe what we don't like about it, pros, cons, um, you know, concerns, and and things you know we're looking forward to. So my understanding all, was that you hate it and I liked it. I don't necessarily hate it. I just now that I've actually done some research and looked into it, I do think that there's an avenue to allow more FBS teams to actually have a chance at competing. So that's what I I was always about expanding. I was just more so about expanding to eight instead of 12. Now that I've read up on it, I don't hate the idea. So here we are. First and foremost, I need to pull my iPad out so I can read off the the actual, you know, how this is going to be shaped up. But Lane, initial thought man, what do you think about the expansion, you know, the formatting of it and everything? Is it good for college football playoffs and college I football?
2: think absolutely it's good for college football. Oh God, really? I'm here for it. I, I mean, like you said, Everyone has been waiting for an expansion of some sort. Most people are like us. We're on board with the eight-team expansion, which I was in favor of as well. But I'll take the 12-team. I'll take the expansion, where we can get it, if if they can get it passed. Uh, I kind of like the format of the first four teams getting a bye, top four seeds, yeah. oh, this, uh, getting this, a buy. This was
0: saying they're actually looking at doing – oh, wait. No, never mind. You're right. No, wait.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Top, top four, four getting a bye, Get a bye game. 12, yeah. Uh, five through 12. And so, and then you have the at-large bids at, the, with, the six, paired with the top yeah. conference teams. I think it's a good format as long as they can get the games down to the right number because the the worry is playing too many college football games, which is never a bad thing, but it's a bad thing for the kids. Yeah.
0: Those, those kids, man. It's always, <laughs> you got to worry about the kids unless you're Michael Jordan and then you have the famous club, like, F them kids, man. Yeah. Y'all heard that one? So here we go, dude. The, the, formatting of this is that the college football playoff management committee will consider expanding the current 14 field to 12 team format when it uh whatever meets in a week or so the proposal does not include guarantees okay this part was kind of confusing me but i think i figured out the proposal does the proposal sorry does not include guarantees for conference champions instead it calls for the bracket to include the six highest ranked conference champions so you get automatically in if you're one of the six highest ranked Conference champions, which now I'm understanding will not automatically, but almost essentially, mean that the power, the Power Five conference champs will all be in, will all be included.
2: Correct, and just depends on where they're seated. What I like about this is it says there's uh, you know six at-large bids, which gives the opportunity for say who was the team this last year that went like uh, a Florida Coastal uh, Carolina, Coastal Carolina, who went right. undefeated, and uh, it gives them a shot to compete for a national championship because they can get an at-large bid. But you have to remember, when there are teams like that, there's usually one, maybe two, yeah. that are going to be able to be good enough for an at-large bid. So, so for the P five conferences, the P five conferences are going to you know stack the field, okay? Which is a, which is you know how it should be, but with a chance for those you know yeah. those uh, dark horse teams to kind of slide in there.
0: So here's my pros real quick, and I mean this, I think this is all pretty straightforward, and when you when you break it down and analyze it, and that is right off the jump, biggest pro is that this model and the format of it would be more inclusive, right? Like you're going to give – you know, it allows all the FBS teams to have an, a, a realistic shot and expectation at being able to compete for a national championship. It's no more we run the tables, beat everyone we play, and we can't compete in this in this tournament. Right. That's what the college football playoff committee – you know, and, and um, the ret- everyone who that can, is consists of, and what that board's composed of, along with, I think in this ESPN article they talk about all the you know the SEC commissioner, Big Twelve commissioner. Um, it's kind of comprised of a pretty interesting group. The athletic director for Notre Dame, that guy just got in there. Oh, of course, I mean, they're in They've been, every year. They've been, they've been re- you know, they've been represented well, though, in that Mountain West commissioner. So couple of these commissioners, all these, you know, higher-ups and elites in the college football community are coming together, and their biggest focus is, you know, eradicating this, um, this prop, er, eradicating this narrative, that's what I'm looking for, Er, eradicating this narrative of, you know, the underdogs not being able to have a chance. It's not like college basketball. The underdog can't make a run. So that's the biggest pro, and I really think that's why everyone... Include myself has always been on board for let's at least go to eight. I actually now that I read up on it, I kind of like twelve because it gives them even more of a chance to go in. Right, as long as a And M's never allowed.
2: The, well, they'll never make it yeah. just because just they won't win enough games. They're not. They're not good enough. However, uh, one thing college fans do need to realize, college football fans do need to realize, is this is not going to eliminate the end-of-the-season debate of someone getting shafted of not getting in the tournament. That'll always It'll be It'll always there. be there. It's yeah. always going to be, you know, there's 12 teams. That 13th team is always going to have an argument of how they yeah. got shafted. And it's and always going to be A&M, in. and
0: and they are yeah. always going to be sad that somehow they just weren't good enough to get in.
2: So this won't eliminate that, but what it will do was it will have – it will feature – Without a doubt, the top 10 best teams in the country, which is a good so that's thing. That's
0: big. Now, here's the one con. Lane already touched on it briefly before we wrap this thing up. And that is that I read here in this ESPN article earlier that it's very rare, but there is a chance that a team would have to play 17 games to get to win it all. Now, to uh, I, I could find that in I mean, here that just that They just, said it's
2: very rare. But that alludes to an epic oh. Disney movie of oh, like God. a team running the tables, winning 17, 17 games and going the distance. I mean,
0: so, yeah, you know, it's not impossible, but they say uh, one of these guys swore brick. Whoever that Jobin is said, but there has been a lot of things built in to make it highly unlikely. Also,
2: I just don't understand why, if they have to eliminate some of these these pre-conference games, maybe one, yeah, probably have to get rid of one, maybe two that are just cakewalks for Power Five teams, yeah, that are that's basically a dress a dress rehearsal. It's a yeah. scheduled game practice.
0: He said he pointed out that in order for that to happen, a team seated number five through twelve would have to play would have to play in a conference championship game. Qualify for a first round game and then run the table. So, like, it's not impossible, but it's unlikely. Right. That was going to be my next point that you just touched on is, you know, I, there's got to, there's probably a way where they can look to start conference play earlier, you know, and and let's be real. Like, we're excited for the U of H game, but every year for a P5, those two, you know, maybe there's limit it down two. to one. Limit there's it down to just. There's at
2: least two. Cake games, yeah. Just have one of those.
0: Limit it down. Limit it down to one. You know, still dress gives rehearsal. a chance for an
2: upset that one time.
0: Yeah, limit it down to like one dress rehearsal, or whatever. Like you know, you were saying where it's you have you don't need three games or you don't need three cupcakes. Yeah, you, I mean Baylor apparently they need like three. You know, three <laughs> stage, uh, full rehe- stage full stage practice. Yeah, what, what was that called back in the day? The uh, dress
2: rehearsal.
0: Well, no, no, not no more than that. It was like the full. Uh, Nick, Nick wouldn't understand because you know he wasn't a musical cool guy, but oh, uh, I'm, I'm blanking. The two weeks, yeah, like uh, the, the hell, the two hell weeks. Uh, Baylor needs whatever man. that whatever that was called. Damn it, I can't remember. I know <laughs> it's it pissing me off, man. Getting old, I guess that uh, alpha brain's wearing off and dementia dementia setting in. It is that's we'll prep week. Yeah, it, like they do a full costume because sometimes you do the play, you know, just the. The, uh, like it. In, in like street clothes
2: it's called a dress rehearsal.
0: No, it's this not, is, dude. No, you're like a full Nick, two weeks before. Nick, you don't know what you're talking about, man. <laughs> there's, there's a lot more that goes into this. It's uh and whatever it is, that's my insult for Baylor. Like they have to do three, you know, full out, like for cheer documentary full outs. Yeah. They got to do three full outs by playing the shittiest cupcake teams they can before they're like, Oh, we finally feel ready to play. You know, Big 12, uh, a, a Big
2: 12 A Big 12
0: team, but um, we're going to get back to you on that. I'm going to ask somebody in the music school that knew what it was, where it was like, and who knows, maybe Nick's right. We're just thinking too far into it, but I'm pretty sure there was like some kind of like state. Tech like, week. Tech it's week. It's called tech week. That's what it is. like a full
2: technical. Yeah, it's, it's like it's, you're doing a show for two weeks it's straight. It's not just
0: dress rehearsal. You got your mic'd up. Yeah, you got you uh, the... What's the little ensemble? Tech week. You got the ensemble, you got the the band comes in, I think. Yeah. yeah. I mean
2: you run the show for two weeks. The basically. people in the back. Oh, what are they called? The man? crew. The crew. Yeah, yeah, there it
0: is. You got, you got <laughs> the you got the crew on board, like with everyone doing it. They had three tech weeks in a row, dude. Yeah. Three tech weeks in a row. And we don't need that. Back to the hot take. You don't need that. Like, let's just do one, do one, one and then practice maybe, game,
2: and then maybe you know you have like a U of H where you're playing someone outside your conference. It's you know still good competition, and then you get
0: into big, and, then you, and you, then get you get into, into, then conference, you get into play. conference play. So to you know eliminate that possibility of, of doing seventeen games, let's just have it. You know maybe take one of the the cupcake games out. But like this guy said, the model already makes it very unlikely that a team would have to do
2: that. Seventeen. So there's games. a good chance that they can still just do a regular 16 game you know, to win it all. Not to mention, if it does happen to go to 17 games and the team makes it and runs the table, it's epic. You're getting the next glory road made about I mean, your team. It's epic, yeah. Yeah. So. Like you, Can you imagine the first team to ever go 17-0 in college football yeah. and run the table in uh you know as like a 12 seed in the, I mean, you thought in the it was, college football playoff? You thought it was cool watching Friday Night Lights, like,
0: you know, booby miles and all these guys. Like, that's that that's you next time. <laughs> exactly. Your team's on there, your name's getting out there, and you're uh you're signing a book deal off of it. So there's always you gotta look at the brighter side in life. There's always room for uh you know to, to turn what well, might be a negative into a positive and benefit off of this. So and that's
2: what we're all about here on Hot Takes and Lanny Cakes.
0: Exactly. So look, man, as you can te- clearly tell, we're all about this, this expansion to 12 teams. It's gonna be better for everybody. Uh all, you know, tell Texas Tech, you know, might be it,
2: sick. We might make a run this year. Tech might make a bowl <laughs> game.
0: Who knows? We'll see what happens. But Lane, thanks for joining us, man, on this, you know, potential expansion. I'm looking forward to it. And I think it's gonna be very great for college football. Right, you are Jackson. Woo! Well, with that, we are going to wrap up this episode of the Ramblin' Raiders Podcast. Thank you for joining us for Ep 101. We truly appreciate it. We hope you've enjoyed tonight's content. Remember that you can find us all over social media on Instagram at Ramblin' Raiders, Twitter at Ramblin' Raiders, and Facebook Ramblin' Raiders Podcast. Rate, review, subscribe on Spotify and on Apple Pod, wherever you're listening to this content. Also, our website, ramblin'raders.com. So, you know, get after it, let your friends and family know. We are always excited to, you know, be in the loop and and keep y'all in the loop, I mean, with Texas Tech content. And, and with that, I'm, you know, Nick's about to just go off. There it is, baby. Guys, you got anything to say as we exit this episode?
1: Man, keep your guns up high, baby.
0: As always, have a good week. Guns up. We're gonna continue to wreck them. We hope you do too. Work hard. Listen to the pod. Boys, we out! Whoa!